Coming up this week on Expedition Retirement, what can we learn about money from somebody who retired at the age of 35? Is the stock market in for a stretch of really low returns in the future? And why is there a spike in lawsuits against financial advisors? We'll find out today on Expedition Retirement. This is Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler from Golden Reserve. We think of retirement as a mountain, right? You work your way up the mountain, you save, you work hard, and you have a certain advice that gets you to the top. But when you get to the top, everything changes. Climbing that mountain to retirement is only the first step. Do you have what you need to get down Retirement Mountain? And hello again. Welcome to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. My name is Randy Cook. Each week, Greg and I sit down here and talk about retirement. Talk about your money, finding that person to help you in retirement and get ready. And that's why we do this show. Greg is here. We've both had a little time off over the 4th of July holiday. How was yours? I mean, week off. I mean, I did a lot of stuff, Randy. We had the, you know, traditional... Fourth of July party where we eat too much food and probably have a couple too many adult cocktails. Mm -hmm. uh, made it out west for a few days. Went out to Park City for our friends just to hang every summer. We try to go out there and they people are like, oh, are you a hiker? I'm like, I don't even bring. I just bring flip flops. <laughs> so it's not even a question. Are you going to go hiking? Sorry, I didn't bring my hiking shoes. Okay. I don't have hiking shoes. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just so beautiful out there. Sometimes it's nice to unwind, you know, in the mountains. It's just it's just such a great experience. And, you know, yesterday, Randy, I, I kind of went back and. I, uh, my daughter, if you listen to the show, loves to play soccer. So I told her I would, you know, in our yard, build a net so that she, uh, we live on the river. So it's kind of tricky if yeah. you don't lose soccer balls. So I went and got a 16 by 40 net system. And I spent about eight hours with me and Lilybug trying to put this thing together. I'm talking spud bars, <laughs> chainsaws, pole saws. I mean, I'm 16 feet in the air, Randy, and I'm thinking to myself, this isn't a great life choice for a 43-year-old. I'm, nope. I'm dangling. She's like, you got it, Dad. Like, she's down there cheering me on. I'm trying to get a zip tie to get the top up there. I mean, it was just a father, you know, daughter, you know, working Sunday, which which was really nice. I mean, it, you don't get to have, have those as much as you used to growing up. That was like my dad's favorite thing to do was to take his boys out to cut wood, which I'm sure <laughs> as you can imagine, 10 and 12-year-old boys love that. Yeah. So, but it was nice to get hands a little dirty once in a while. I don't get to do that as much as I used to. So, um, but we do have a big net now. So nice. now I have to install the soccer net. I okay. got the backdrop net set up and now we need to put in really, you know, like a true 10 year old, they just tell you whatever's on their mind. That's great, dad. But, uh, where's the soccer net? <laughs> After about eight hours of work. Finish the job, like, Dad. Uh, yeah, that's, my, that's next weekend. My wife came to me. She says, I think we need to do, you know, spruce up the house. We need a new look. I said, you know what? You're right. We haven't done a lot in a, in a long period of time. So go ahead. You, let me know what you want to do. And that was like running the green flag at the Indy 500. Oh, my God. Uh, so it was painting. It was redoing light fixtures. It was reupholstering chairs. It, I'm back to work so I can rest. So <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Oh, <laughs> so, man. Green light go. It was. It was nutty. So there are a lot of a lot of cardboard boxes to get rid of in the garage. Let me tell you that. All right. So we are here to talk a little bit, as I mentioned, about your retirement and your money. And we're going to start today with a guy who's got an interesting viewpoint of money. Uh, the people on TikTok, they, they go around and they interview people. People talk about, you know, what they're going through. And this was interesting. A guy stuck a microphone in front of a guy's face who had retired at the age of 37. All right. So just to give you a little background, he developed a company. He sold it, made a lot of money, did it a second time. So at 37, he is retired. Listen to what he says his attitude toward money is. I'm very much of the mindset that money's a tool to buy time and not the other way around. My goal is not to make as much money as possible. My goal is to be financially independent and then wake up and choose how I spend my time. Okay, so we talk a lot, Greg, on the show about time. I need more time to make money. Uh, you get to 65, you don't have a lot of time to recover if you lose money. Oh, don't, don't get crazy with your money because you may live 30 years. You got a lot of time to go. This guy says, I don't want to make my money make me time. I want my money to give me time. So talk to me about the attitudes of retirees and that attitude about money. You know, it's such a smart statement. Obviously, this guy's pretty smart if he's retired at 37. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to know what he does. But, you know, when we start thinking about money, we have such a weird relationship with it, right? You know, we need it. It's a pain in the butt to make it. And then we feel guilty spending it. 
and we don't view it in terms of, you know, if, if you could take a step back and say, what's really the goal here? And the goal isn't to sit there and count your pennies every month or, or, or try to break down budgets or try to, you know, figure out where the greatest returns are every year. I think if you ask most people, it's the ability to be financially free. Mm -hmm. It's the idea that I don't have to live and die or, or, and, and basically live my life based on my account balances. And that's very different mentality that's been taught to people because of the world of the 401k and getting your statements every quarter. You mean you're tracking these numbers to try to get to retirement. Once you get into retirement, you're tracking these numbers to make sure that maybe you don't spend any principal. And you're chasing magic numbers that the industry continues to throw at you or you're chasing these returns, but the goalposts keep moving and they keep moving and you're overwhelmed because you always feel like you're on this hamster wheel and you're like, gosh, I don't even, I, I hate, most people abhor talking about money because it does nothing but bring anxiety. Yeah. There's no joy in it. And I think what this guy said is, you know what? That's not the whole point. The point is to buy you time, to have it be a tool that allows you to sit back and say, you know what? I can do whatever I want. I cannot have to worry about my account balances ever again. And that is such a unique mindset. If It's like, well, what do you mean you don't have to worry about your account balances? Well, if you, their plan's set up in such a way where you're financially free and independent, then it really doesn't matter if the stock market does its roller coaster rides or the interest rates go up and down. You know that you're in a place where you can just sit back, relax, and keep living your life. And unfortunately, most people are in the traffic jam of the financial world. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And it's, it's, oh, I'm going 80 miles an hour. Oh, now I'm not moving at all. And I'm supposed to get off this exit. No, I'm not. I got to get off. Oh, I'm going to get off this exit. And it's this nonstop freeway of decisions and confusion and stress. And you're checking your, you know, I would say I equate checking the speedometer or maybe even your, your gas level with checking, you know, every morning when you're seeing what your account balances are. It's a very unhealthy way to probably live a retirement when you're waking up every day and your mood is predicated by what the S&P did mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be very stressful. I mean, unfortunately, that's how the market has train most baby boomers, right? When they got, when they broke free of the pensions in the eighties, the entire idea was to build a different kind of way of managing your retirement. Now you have control. Now you have control of your own dollars and not some, you know, trillion dollar pension in wall street. And that sounded good. It would seem like a really strong sales pitch, but what they didn't realize was most people don't have the resources, the time, the effort, the emotional bandwidth to deal with all that stuff. And they just gave them these 401ks and said, all right, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and people just started to have to manage their own money and, and make choices. And then all of a sudden, the wolves started to circle, right? You know, we talk about being sheepdogs here at Golden Reserve, and we mean it. And the wolves out there started taking advantage of a lot of retirees. You know, they started selling them investments that were maybe too risky or too expensive, a lot of mutual funds and a lot of variable annuities and a lot of things that didn't make any sense in any context of retirement when you look at the other options that were available. And I think that was the scary part, Randy, is that, you know, when I wrote my book, Fire Your Financial Advisor, that was the premise. It was like, you know what? This game wasn't built for us. Yeah. It was built for the ultra high net worth people that could afford a team of financial gurus, you know, buying Taiwanese currency and, and checking the futures market of bacon. Like for, you know, the rest of us, it's just like, gosh, I just want to, I just want to go out to eat right. and maybe, you know, I just want to go out to eat a couple nights a week, maybe catch Florida when it's cold. Like, yeah. That's it. See my grandkids, you know, spoil them a little bit. And at the end of the day, that is where the other 95% of Americans fall. But unfortunately, they 100% of them almost still remain in this crazy rat race, hamster wheel system where the money isn't a tool. It's actually more of an obligation. They got to think about it. They got to manage it. They have to live by it. And when you live like that, that's, that's not a very good place to be in retirement. I mean, it's supposed to be the golden years. And at Golden Reserve, that's why we flipped the switch. We, you know, we do the, you know, we do our, our income tent and we do our roadmap for retirement so that you can have a solid plan that says, listen, set it and forget it. That's really our mentality is like, why are we chasing all this stuff that you don't need? And by the way, adding a bunch of risk while we're doing it and adding a bunch of fees. Let's take the fees away. Let's take the risk away. Let's figure out what you really need to make money a tool for you to enjoy what you want in retirement as opposed to an obligation. And if we can make it a tool for you, 
then it, you know, it's just another thing in your holster. It's no different than, you know, your social plan, you know, your family plan. Now you have your money plan, but they're all equal, you know, versus money dictating everything that you do and all of your emotional energy. And Randy, that's, that's where we're trying to get people, you know, on a regular basis at Golden Reserve through, you know, delivering that roadmap for retirement and then giving them that income tent that shows them, look, you're not going to run out of money. Here's what you spent last year. Here's what you gained last year. And you got plenty of room based on a very reasonable 5% return over the next 25 years. What you're describing to me is our working lives were kind of mastered by our money because there's constantly things, there's obligations, there's the mortgage and there's the bills and there's the kids and there's the things you want to do. But when we get into retirement, we want to be the masters of our money. And I think that you've kind of described that to me as when people sit down at the meeting and go through the roadmap and you get it all laid out and you show people that, you know what, you are now master of your money. There's enough income here to do what you want to do and more. And that's where everybody relaxes. That's where the shoulders start to go wow, that's what I've been working for, and that's why I'm at this meeting. That's 100% right. And, Randy, for what it's worth, when you said Masters of the Universe, I thought about He-Man. <laughs> who didn't think? Who Remember kids as He-Man? I had a Castle Grayskull. My mom kept those. I know I know all those parents out there remember buying He-Man. Yep. For, for those baby boomers, they know what I'm talking about. It used to be, a, you know, that was a great show. That and Thundercats? Oh, Come yeah. on now. There Come you on, go. you know. All right, but, you know, Randy, I, I completely agree. I, I think that the money psychology out there is completely one-sided, you know, skewed in the favor of the financial industry, skewed in the favor of the financial advisors to keep people on the, obviously, hamster wheel because the second they hop off, they're like, what? I can just walk? I can walk and enjoy retirement, and and you know what? I don't care about my returns anymore. And that's not to say that you don't get returns. It just it shouldn't dictate your life. It shouldn't you know drive your emotion. And it's not just about money. It's about emotion and, and the stress it causes. You know, Randy, those are the things that we really harp on and push at Golden Reserve. Is it's more than just numbers in retirement. It's about your life. Give us a call at Golden Reserve. Hit our website and let's have that meeting where we sit down and say, let's not let money master you. Let's make you the master of your money. And let's do the math on your retirement to show you that the income is there in order for you to do the things that you want to do. That doesn't happen unless you sit down and actually put the papers out on the table and do some math. And it's time to do that. You want to know when it's time to see a financial planner, a retirement planner. You want to know when it's time to get some help. That's when it's time to get some help. When you don't know whether or not this is all going to work out, let's do the math and find out. Our website is getyourroadmap.com. Very easy. We'll ask you to put in a little information there, and our team will reach out to you. You can also reach out to us. Give us a call, 855-546-2074, 855-546-2074. We'll take a break. Come right back with more Expedition Retirement. After 30 years of working and worrying, are you still worrying about losing money in retirement? You've earned the right for your retirement and investments to be predictable and, quite frankly, boring. While your life with friends and family should be the exciting part, we see folks using the same financial advisor that got them to retirement in retirement. The problem is that same advisor usually means the same risky and overly expensive investments, too, with fees. You need to know what accounts can go backwards and by how much. That's why we run a market flashlight for every retiree we meet. It shows what's at risk and what that means in real dollars when the market crashes again. That way you decide how much is at risk, not your financial advisor. To learn more about our market flashlight and other retirement tools and how we can protect and guide you down retirement mountain, go to getyourroadmap.com. That's getyourroadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us very easily, getyourroadmap.com. If it's time to talk about your retirement, we'd love to talk to you about it. Getyourroadmap.com. All right, so we always talk about the stock market and where you put your money, things like that, and what people expect from the stock market. And you'll find it online historically. In the history of the market, it gives you about 8%. That's the return. Well, it was very interesting just recently, a uh, economist from the Fed came out and said they published a paper that said because of inflation, because of the interest rates, because of taxes, everything that's going on right now, they expect the market to give you about 2% annually, not 8, 
2% annually. Now, Greg, can a person in retirement make it on market returns of 2% or do we have to look elsewhere? And if we do, where do we look? Well, first of all, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's somewhat irresponsible to work for the Fed and say something like that, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. I guess someone wanted to get some sound bites and, and get a little attention. And it worked, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. Like you said, the history of the stock market, people think in terms of long chunks is 8% returns over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Even 100 years, yeah. Yeah. So it's always delivered. Obviously, we had the industrial revolution. You know, we had obviously manufacturing revolution. You know, we're kind of working our way through. And then, you know, in 2000, we had the tech boom. Mm -hmm. So you had the Internet, right? And a lot of new things, a lot of new opportunities, a lot of new businesses, which obviously fed the economy and the GDP. And we were able to continue the, the ball rolling. You know, will this slow down? Maybe. Right. I, mean, I think that's the question I get the most. And I'm always like, well, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. You know, we can all guess, you know, the economic indicators right now aren't great. I'm not as concerned about inflation. I think that's just more clickbait. I mean, obviously, I think we've had a pretty suppressed inflation for, you know, milk's been like a dollar for like 40 years. Right. You know, you know, gas was 99 cents for like 50 years. I mean, we, we, we were due probably for a little bit of a reset, but for the most part, cost of living, inflation, I, I think you'll see some of that slow down. You know, once the, you know, a lot of things came into that, you know, there was a work shortage, people weren't working. I think once we get people back and, you know, full swing and kind of out there, that should, that should take care of some of those shortcomings. But at the end of the day, is 2% worth the risk? Absolutely not. The wrong question is, is 2% good enough to live in retirement? And that answer may be sure. I mean, I, we, we come across tons of families that can live off no returns because they have enough money to enjoy and do everything they want in retirement. So I don't think that's the right question. I think the right question is, is 2% return worth the risk of losing 30% like they did last year or 25% or losing 50% like they did in 08 or 09? And I think everyone would say absolutely not, especially when you have a roaring interest rate market where you can get 4 or 5% CDs or 4 or 5% money markets or whatever the newest, latest, greatest deal is. You know, we're seeing a lot of stuff here in Q1 and Q2 now heading in, obviously, to Q3. And I think that is where the mindset of most retirees are, which is, well, if I can't get any meaningful upside or it doesn't look promising, why in the world would I take the risk if I don't need it? And I think that's the magic question. Why would I take risk that I don't need? You don't drive 95 miles per hour to the grocery store to get your graders ice cream. And it just doesn't make sense. You can drive 35 miles an hour and it'll still be there and you'll be there about two or three minutes later. And I think that is a great, you know, analogy, metaphor on how you treat your retirement dollars. It's like, why would we risk everything? Just like, you know, people are like, what do you mean? Well, last year we lost 25% or 20%, depending on where your money was. And I can't help but, you know, scratch my head of saying, you know, you had more than enough to do everything you wanted in retirement and you still kept it on the blackjack table. And I think that's why the market flashlight is so important, Randy. When we sit down with every family, we sit there and, and we walk them through how much is at risk and how much could go backwards in dollars. And then we say, are you comfortable losing 300000 of your $700,000 retirement? Because that's what it did a year ago. And they're like, well, no. Okay, well, what are you comfortable losing to have some upside? Because obviously the market does have upside. Sometimes there's a 10% year or a 12% year. You can, you can make obviously you know 8%, like you said, over the course of a lot of the indices. So then you, you really break down and then they have to go through that journey, which is hard because most people don't know you. I don't know what, you know, what should I have at risk? And it's a confusing topic because most people don't think, well, what's the right amount of risk? I don't want to lose opportunity, Randy. I don't want to lose something. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, do you really care if you get to do everything you want to do? <laughs> and that usually kind of flatlines. I'm like, well, I guess I don't. I'm like, do you want to do everything you want in retirement or do you want a bunch of stress chasing gains you don't need? And the market flashlight, that's part of every roadmap for retirement, Randy, breaks that out. It's a great exercise just to kind of go through and say, what do I actually need in retirement before I start talking about how much risk I should take? And no one has that conversation. And you know why? It's because most every financial advisor only has risk. They only sell risk. They only sell market. That's the only way they get their 1% is if your money's in the stock market. And unfortunately, that's because that's just the way their system's set up. And unfortunately, that means most people are only getting one thing on the menu. It's risky stocks. And, you know, unfortunately, most people in retirement that we see don't need to take that risk. You're listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. And to sit down with Greg and the team, and I mean team at Golden Reserve, 
Give us a call or use our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. We'll ask you to fill in a little information there, and our team will reach out to you. Or you can give us a call at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Greg has mentioned his book, Fire Your Financial Advisor. And if you go to the website, very simply, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com, you'll see it right there. You can actually put in the keyword radio into the offer there, and you can get a discount on that as well. And one of the reasons that Greg has written this book is the financial industry and you are probably on different terms here. They're doing what they're doing. You're doing what you're doing. And the two are supposed to go together, but they don't. All right. So look at this. According to FINRA, this is the organization that oversees the financial industry. Since the beginning of the year, lawsuits are up 37% involving breach of the fiduciary duty. Now, we hear this all the time. You have to have a fiduciary to handle your money. Greg, you are kind of iffy on that particular phrase, but they obviously are telling people, we know what a fiduciary is. You're not doing it. So we're going to fine you or we're going to sue you. What's going on here? Oh my gosh. So this is the, this is the fiduciary argument. All right. So the irony is most people think that, Hey, I, I need a fiduciary. Are you a fiduciary? And my first question is interesting. What is a fiduciary? What does that mean? And no one knows. No one knows. It's just a fancy word that the industry made up so that they could obviously keep charging 1%. So the fiduciary standard, according to FINRA, is the best interest standard, which means we have to operate in your best interest. Now, Randy, if you were a complete jerk, do you think you'd know you were a jerk? <laughs> do you think if someone said, hey, are you a jerk? Probably not. No, so, so it's interesting that we self-regulate that I believe this is in your best interest. Mm -hmm. You could see how subjective this gets where these financial advisors start making these arbitrary subjective decisions. And then, of course, all the lawyers circle up. They see blood in the water and they jump in. And the reason lawsuits were up 37% last year, it's not rocket science. The stock market went down. Oh, okay. So a bunch of greedy people. Yes, all of you people that are suing are probably greedy and you probably had it coming. Yeah, I said it. And they wrote it for 10 years, never complained that their money was in the stock market. And then all of a sudden they lost 20 or 25 percent. And then we're like, well, what happened? What happened? Oh, my, I thought you were a fiduciary. And the fiduciaries are probably. And now this sounds like I'm defending financial advisors. I don't want to go down that road. Please don't make me defend financial advisors, Randy. But <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, some people have to take some ownership of their life. Yeah. Come on. You know what? You know where your money's at. If it's in the stock market, you know it goes up and down. Come on, dude. Yep. And these lawsuits are just another way of the death of accountability in America where no one's taking any ownership of their decisions. It's like, do I think that the fiduciary thing is a complete scam? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I believe that the fiduciary terminology is so confusing and so disruptive that on our website, you'll laugh, Randy. I wrote, we are not fiduciaries. <laughs> And the reason being we are not fiduciaries is because we choose not to be. All of my all of my planners have the right, you know, Series 65. All of our folks are licensed to be, quote unquote, fiduciaries, but we choose not to be. And here's why we choose not to be. If you're a fiduciary, there's all these weird rules that start coming up, like you can't sell anything with commissions. You can't sell CDs. Really? You can't sell fixed annuities. Really? Because a lot of people want those now. Mm -hmm. But if I do that, I can't be a fiduciary because it's got a commission and commissions are bad. Yet every item that we buy in our regular life comes with a profit margin. Mm -hmm. iPhones have 95% markup <laughs> from manufacturing costs. Does anybody seem to care? They don't care about that commission because it's, it's what they want. And if I want a CD and I'm getting what I want, if I'm getting a 4% return, do I care what they're paying that banker? But I can't sell it now? This is the confusion, and there's a bunch of muddy water saying, well, maybe you can sell some things and get commissions. But at the end of the day, the fiduciary standard is so nebulous and muddy because it was created under basically false pretenses, in my opinion, to box out people that sold CDs and annuities and money markets. Because they said, if you sell a commission, you can't be a fiduciary. And I'm saying, thinking to myself, why would I want to limit the options we want to sell our clients. There's there's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. There's time to be in the market. Do our clients have money in Schwab in the market? Of course they do. Do our clients have annuities? Of course they do. Do our clients have CDs? Of course they do. Why? Because those all make sense, right? It, it, it makes sense to have these at different times, especially when interest rates are roaring 
Of course, I want all the items out there that take advantage of good interest rates, things like annuities and things like CDs and money markets and blah, blah, blah. These are the things that really have me scratching my head, Randy, when, when people get so hung up on this, you know, this jargon, like a fiduciary, are you a fiduciary? Like, you know, I always want to ask people like, do you even know what that means? And do you really think it matters in terms of your retirement? Having a fiduciary, does it really matter? Does it change your life? Having the person that, by the way, is self-regulating and saying, I'm doing what's in the best interest of my client. But they're making that judgment call. And we're inherently biased. I don't know how anyone in their right mind at Fisher or Edelman could charge someone with a straight face 1.5% to pick investments and say that's a best interest. <laughs> when you can do it basically for free and index funds on Fidelity or Vanguard on your own if you didn't have one. So in my mind, I don't know how you reconcile their arbitrary 1% fees with being in the best interest anyway. So I think the whole thing's a joke. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather just do what we do, which is like, be good humans, give great service, have a great business, and all the nonsense will take care of itself. Like we don't have to be labeled anything. As long as we're doing great things, getting great reviews from our clients, then it doesn't matter. Well, I think that as a person who would sit down and want help with retirement, you would say, I want you to show me everything that's available everything that's out there. If it's too risky for me, I'll tell you. If it's too conservative for me, I'll tell you. If it's not right for me, I'll tell you. But I want to see everything. And that's what you'll see at Golden Reserve. Give us a look on our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. Getyourroadmap.com. Pretty easy. And we'll ask you to fill in a little information there. Our team will reach out to you. We'll get a date on a calendar and talk through this. You can also give us a call. You can reach out to us at 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. 546-2074. We'll take a break and come right back with more Expedition Retirement. All right, here's just a couple of questions for you. Are you retired or are you getting close to it? Are you nervous about running out of money? Do you have a plan for taxes and long-term care and do you know how much you're paying your financial advisor? These are all good questions. Most of us don't know the answers to them, and that is why Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve has written his Amazon bestseller, Fire Your Financial Advisor, 40 Years of Exploitation of the American Retiree and How You Can Fight Back. Greg, why are you picking a fight with one of the world's biggest industries? <laughs> I don't know, Randy. I guess I wrote it for folks like my mom and dad, and people just like them, right? They weren't multimillionaires. They were the other 95 percenters that had to work, earn, and really save every penny. And, you know, the book really is a history lesson on how the financial industry took advantage of folks like them in retirement and how we can now fix it. And the book provides you with some materials to really help put those emotions aside and figure out, Randy, if you should fire your financial advisor. Well, there is another way, and Greg has outlined it in his book. Go to fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. We're going to give you a deal right now. If you use the promo code RADIO and you're one of the first 100 people to do this, you'll get 50% off your purchase. So go there right now, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. Coming up on the second half of Expedition Retirement, are boomers addicted to stocks? How do you handle the timing of giving over the control of your money? And is your 401k obsolete? That and more coming up on the second half of Expedition Retirement. But first, Greg, I want to hit this one. This is a new survey. You were just talking about financial jargon. And when it comes to us coming to people like you, 34% of Americans say they don't know where to start when it comes to retirement planning. 47% of them, almost half, are uncomfortable with the information they're getting about their saving choices. 76% of people have little or no confidence in those saving choices. So you can tell us all you want about our 401k. I just don't get it. So what's the problem here? Why, why don't we know more? Oh, well, you know, I, I don't know if it's no more or maybe it's a combination of just the cynical nature of information, right? Since the, you know, dawn of of the internet, there's been so much information being pumped into the world that it's hard to parcel through it all. Yeah, sift it out. Just yeah. so much stuff. And some is good info, some is bad info. So you just always have this wall up where you just kind of start with assuming that is not true, mm -hmm. which you know, obviously makes it challenging when you're trying to do something like we do at Golden Reserve, which is challenging industry with some different information. Are these guys serious? Is this, is this real? You know, is this sounds too good to be true? And, you know, we get that a lot. 
And when people say they're they're uncomfortable with their saving options, I don't blame them, right? Because it's really the, you know, mutual fund industry disparaging and, and, and bashing the annuities and, you know, annuities firing back at the mutual fund industry. And they're trying to find the happy medium of what should I do with my life savings? And that's a hard place to be. All I can say, Randy, is, you know, the proof's in the pudding. Asking the right questions makes all the difference. You know, we, you know, we, we have a lot of material out there. We have, you know, the, the questions you should always ask your, your financial professional when in retirement. You know, we have that. You can download it from our website. It's an easy thing to do. Understanding the big basics to me is where you start. Start with the foundation. Don't start with things that they have a lot of wiggle room when it's like performance. You could make up all kinds of stuff about performance. Put performance aside and just start worrying about the basics. Like, do you have a plan for taxes? Do you have a plan on how we're going to get money out of my IRA in a tax-efficient manner? Do you have a CPA on staff? Do you have attorneys on staff to handle my legal plan? Do you have a plan for long-term care other than just selling me long-term care insurance? Do you have legal asset protection trusts that I can use to help protect from nursing home care? What are your fees all in, including your investment costs? What's a list of all the services you'll provide me all year? Those are very simple questions. That's kind of like if you're someone's mowing your yard, you'd be like, are you going to weed eat around my fence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like someone shoveling, are you going to ice too? Mm-hmm. Like we ask these follow-up questions in almost every service that we get in life. But yet when it comes to our financial advising, we just rely on these relationships and just kind of like, oh, they charge me 1%. I'm not real sure what they do. <laughs> and you're like, what? I, I, I'm just not real sure. I guess that, you know, they pick my investments, I guess. And, you know, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the only thing. And to me, taking a step back and, you know, our roadmap for retirement, Randy, that every person who's considering using gold reserve gets one for free. And we do that on purpose because we think it's so powerful of a tool to show you, look, here's where you line up against the four largest risks of retirement, fees, taxes, long-term care, and market risk. And here's your current plan. And here's where the gaps are. And here's what we think you should do. And by doing that, we, we bolster a lot of credibility and a lot of, oh, wow, usually this is the first time I've ever talked about retirement. Mostly we're just talking about investments and it's a very you know interesting change. And when people go out there and, and obviously want to experience that roadmap, you know, we, we say, obviously just give us a call, you know, you know, get your roadmap.com. Like you say all the time, Randy is an easy place for them to get started. You know, you fill out some information and you can come in and, and we'll break down where their plan stacks up against each of those risks. And I think that's an important part of where you start this journey to start gaining some confidence on the information you're receiving. Yeah, this whole article is about how we feel confused as we go into retirement. There's a lot of it's like, you know, Greg uses that mountain metaphor all the time. When you look up at a mountain many times, some days it'll be clear and other days it'll be all cloudy and misty up there. And that's kind of the way retirement is, is we look up there sometimes and it's all cloudy and misty and we can't see the top. And that's what Golden Reserve can do for you. Maybe we can get some of those clouds out of the way for you and eliminate some of that confusion. Use that website Greg was talking about, getyourroadmap.com, and you can start right there. All right. So last week, we had a great show with Tim Stallings, your partner there. Both started this business as estate planning attorneys. And this story kind of goes along with that whole idea of getting your legal papers in line. A survey from Vanguard found that 84% of people struggled when they should turn their assets over to their kids or their other trustees. So, I mean, I, I love the fact that I've had experience with this. My mom, as I've mentioned, is in memory care. A couple of years ago, she put together a will. She made me the financial power of attorney. She made me executor of the will. She had me sign that so I knew exactly what her wishes were. But then there came that point where as her mental faculties declined, at what point should I take over these responsibilities? And that was kind of hard. That conversation never really took place. Greg, how does that unfold as you talk to people? It's a great question. And it's a question we get, obviously, over the course of our practice, you know, at Ehler Stallings, we had to guide people to help them understand how the documents work. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, whether it be a trustee stepping in, a healthcare private attorney or a finance private attorney, and I always want to be clear, those are the three living documents, meaning you are still alive when those are activated. When people say, what about the executor? You're dead. When a will is effectuated and executor steps in, the only time that will ever happen is after you pass away. So the living documents, again, are the healthcare power of attorney, the finance power of attorney, and the trustee. And the way that these typically work, now, on rare occasion, we will have joint where sometimes a mom or a dad will say, you know what, I just want the kid to have access now. Now, that's very atypical. Most parents are very proud. They don't want their kids having access to their accounts. But in the case, you can always make it now. 
and, and they can be joint trustees or they can have financial power of attorney now or healthcare power of attorney now. But the majority, the lion's share, over 95% of the plans that we built for thousands of Ohioans over the last decade have what they call a spring. And in Ohio, it's called a springing power. And that springing power jumps when basically a doctor or two doctors can confirm that they don't have their faculties. Okay. They can't make decisions on behalf of themselves. And a lot of times you have to get a, a, a letter from a doctor uh, to step in and, and, and bring that document to life. And um, a lot of times it's a tough call to make as a kid, right? You don't want to do it. But at the end of the day, I always want to make sure I empower all of those kids out there uh, who are in that position is that's why they named you. Yeah, They did this for this exact scenario. And if you sit there and hesitate or you sit there and say, well, you know, I don't know. Then, you know, we tell mom and dad who's going to step up when they need to step up. And we're naming these people. We want the assertive child. We want the decision making child. Because the worst thing that can happen is nothing. Or there's then, disagreement no, among the yeah. siblings. Yeah, that's bad too. Who can stand up? And then we just have the, the other ones don't have any rights. So that's what we say. We understand this is what your, your siblings say, but they aren't named. Mm -hmm. You are. Mm -hmm. So that's an empowering thing. Now, some people do it by committee, and that's great, right? Like if you think that'll work, that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, when you think that mom and dad are having faculty issues, meaning that you're considering home care, assisted living, nursing home, that's when you need to start looking into maybe I should start taking over the books because they're very susceptible to fraud. When you get to that point and mom and dad have a checkbook, you know, how many stories have you heard of the, oh, yeah. the, the scamster calling in? Um, you know, I, I know my grandfather, God rest his soul now, was, gosh, I want to say I was back in Ohio maybe about five years ago. And they called him and said, hey, Greg killed a guy in a car accident. And he's in jail. And he needs you to bring $10,000. Mm -hmm. And luckily, my cousin Tommy went by the house and he saw grandpa with a wad of cash in his upper pocket fixing the mower at like 85, of course. Yeah. And he looked up and he goes, Grandpa, what's up with that money? He goes, ah, Greg killed a guy. I got to go down to the, I mean, that's just how my grandpa McDonald was. <laughs> God rest his soul. But he was going to literally go give this guy 10 grand. <sighs> and it's just a perfect example of, you know, they're from an age where people would never do that. You know, you'd never take advantage. And I think that's another reason you need to control the checkbook. You need to make sure that you're, you're obviously on top of things. And a lot of our listeners have those older parents right now that are going through some of those challenges. My mom got the call uh, that uh, this was her grandson, my son. Grandma, I'm in Mexico and I've got arrested and I can't get out. I need you to send $10,000 to me so I can get out of jail. And they want Google uh, or what they want. They wanted some gift cards, Google gift cards or Apple gift cards or something like that. My mom had no idea what that was. And so she goes to the grocery store and she sees all those cards up there and she starts grabbing tons of them. And the cashier looked at her. She goes, what are you doing, Vonnie? And she goes, oh, my grandson's down in uh, Mexico and he's in jail. And she goes, oh, that's a scam. You should. And the cashier saved us. You know, awesome. that, yeah. uh, which was great. But you start to see those things little bits at a time. You see the house isn't as clean as it was before. You see things like that start to happen. You get a call from mom and she's looking at a piece of junk mail and she wonders if she should be sending them money. That's when you got to keep in touch with them. And, and well, these things happen little bits at a time. Well, being elder care law attorneys, I mean, you'd be shocked of the amount of people that are just bleeding out month and month out. I mean, the scams are, are ruthless and unlimited and wow. it just happens forever. And if you don't have access and visibility, there's nothing to stop them from just yep. completely depleting your mom and dad's life work. Absolutely. Got to keep in touch. That's for sure. And to have those kind of things written into your legal documents are very, very important. It's part of our roadmap for retirement. We do that for you at no charge. Everyone gets one. Give us a call or go to the website, getyourroadmap.com. You can start right there or give us a call at 855-546-2074. You mentioned the tax map. That is a part of every retirement roadmap. And we talk about our 401ks. Greg, you say it all the time. Our IRAs and our 401ks. Everybody tells you put money in. Nobody tells you how to get money out. Well, the main advantage of a 401k is supposed to be that when you get into your retirement, you'll be in a lower tax bracket, and then your taxes will be lower, so you take the money out of the lower tax bracket. The Motley Fool says that advantage is going away. As a matter of fact, they make the statement that the 401k is actually obsolete. So, Greg, do you believe that? 
Oh, man. I'm not a big fan of 401ks, but I can't go as far as saying they're obsolete. Okay. Right? At the end of the day, if you're employer is matching the money you're putting in, you're getting 100% return day one. That's going to be hard to beat in a lot of places for a certain percentage of your assets. So you're getting free money from your employer for contributing to your retirement savings. So depending on your plan mechanics, I'd take a hard look at it. And a lot of people could be putting their money in a Roth 401k where it's after-tax dollars growing tax-free forever. When you take it out, you don't pay tax. That could be That could be great too. But I do think it's losing some of its shine. And it's losing some of its shine because of the fees that are being affiliated that people are, are, are learning about, like, oh, my gosh, look at the cost of this 401k. Look how much is coming out. They're also, like you, the article notes, I mean, shoot, what if tax rates are higher? Mm-hmm. It happens. <laughs> in, in the upcoming years. I mean, we, it's, they've been so low for so long. It's only a matter of time until we have to start taking more tax out to pay for all of this stuff that uh, we've been spending these trillions of dollars of debt. And and I think that's a scary part where the presumptions that you're going to beat Uncle Sam by waiting. And if that's not the case, then this makes our tax map so much more valuable. What we do for every client, because everyone tells you to put money in, Randy, but no one tells you how to take it out. So our tax maps built by a team of CPAs that basically outlines how much to take out every year to get money detaxed at your low income tax rates now. And we know that right now they're as low as they've ever been. So this is a great time to still do it. We still have time, but that time could be running out as this article mentioned. So what we're doing with retirees is saying, all right, this is a five-year plan, a six-year plan, an eight-year plan, and we're going to take out X dollars every year, and we're going to either convert it to a Roth or we're just going to detax it and put it in an after-tax account. The idea being we are going to not play by Uncle Sam's rules waiting till you're 73 because, you know, there's three problems, Randy. You just talked about one of them. The first problem is what if just income tax rates go up. Well, that could really screw up your plan, right? If all of a sudden income tax rates double, which is plausible in the next 10 years, then all of your money, instead of going out in 10 or 11%, it could be 20 or 30%. That's problem one. What makes that problem even worse are the two penalties that no one seems to focus on, the widow's and the kiddo's penalty. The widow's penalty obviously is a huge deal where when one spouse passes, you go from a couple filing rate to a single filing rate. Well, shoot, that there could double your taxes of what you got to take out because you still got to take the same amount out. And then when you both pass, it goes to your kids. Your kids could be at their highest earning tax rates, not retired tax rates. And they get they pay money on your IRA or your 401k at their tax rates, not yours. So it could double again. They could end up paying 40 percent, Randy. They could end up paying half your IRA to Uncle Sam because you decided to wait till you're 73 because that's what your financial advisor told you to do. Why would you take money out if you didn't have to? And that is the tax trap. That is the Uncle Sam plan. And I hate to say it, but the financial advisors do that because they know you won't spend it. And they can keep getting paid 1% on it. That's why no financial advisors are talking about taking money out. Because if you take money out, you're going to pay tax on it, and they're going to take a pay cut. Fortunately, at Golden Reserve, we don't charge like that. We don't charge a percentage. So we don't care if you pay tax or spend your money or enjoy your money. It's kind of silly that someone would, in our opinion. And to do that, then our tax map is part of every roadmap for retirement, and we lay out exactly how much to take out when. And then it also shows you what the difference is if you wouldn't do that. It shows you Uncle Sam's plan versus our plan and the savings. And sometimes, Randy, we're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of savings by getting ahead of this tax boulder that most people are ignoring because a lot of times, Randy, you're you're gone. You pass away, you know, and then your spouse has the burden or you're, you both pass away and then your kids have the burden. So no one ever feels this burn until you're gone. And that's why it's lasted for so long and while it's growing as what I believe Uncle Sam's ultimate save to get out of this trillion dollar budget crisis are going to be all these 401ks plopping to their kids and getting them for 40%. Yeah. And, and you already saw it. They, they said you could stretch it. Now you can. It's got to be in 10 years. I bet you it goes to five years and gets shorter and shorter so they can get their money back faster and faster. Well, one of the things we do on this show a lot is we look at lists. I love lists and they're fun to do. And you'll see lists about these are the things that you have to pay attention to in retirement. And they'll talk about Social Security and long-term care. And they'll talk about income. Seldom on that list is there anything about taxes. And will people will come in and they think they've got themselves all set because they've saved a lot of money, but they're not paying attention to this important part. And it's a part of every roadmap for retirement, a tax map. Let's look at your retirement along those lines as well and not just investments. Give a look on our website, getyourroadmap.com. Everybody gets a roadmap. Everybody gets a tax map. Markets, taxes, 
fees, long-term care, income. It's all there. That's what our roadmap will do. GetYourRoadmap.com is the website. You can also give us a call at 855-546-2074. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about boomers. Those of us who are just about ready to go into retirement and are going into retirement, there's an article that says we are addicted to the stock market. Look at that. Coming up next on Expedition Retirement. What's your biggest debt in retirement? For most of you, it's not your home mortgage. It's your IRA and your 401k accounts. You owe Uncle Sam tax on those accounts, and most people have no idea how much. You see, most people just listen to their financial advisor and use Uncle Sam's plan. Wait until 73 and then take out the required minimum withdrawals. But Uncle Sam doesn't let you wait until 73 so that you end up paying him less money in taxes. That's why the Golden Reserve team of CPAs build a tax map for every client as part of our Roadmap for Retirement process. Your tax map will lay out how much and when to take money out of your IRA so you end up paying Uncle Sam the least amount of taxes possible. To learn more about our tax map and other retirement tools and how we can protect and guide you down Retirement Mountain, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. That's GetYourRoadmap.com. Welcome back to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler at Golden Reserve. Online, you can find us at GetYourRoadmap.com. All right, article in the Wall Street Journal says, Boomers are hooked on stocks and they can't let go. I know, being a boomer myself, I've seen the ups and downs. I I like the ups, I hate the downs, but I still have confidence that the stock market, I should have some money there. There are other generations behind me that saw what I've gone through. They're not so convinced and they don't necessarily like the stock market. Greg, do you find that people come in, they've made their money in the stock market, they like the stock market, but you have to wean them off the stock market because they shouldn't be there as much in retirement? You know, it's easier in years like 2022. I suppose, yeah. When they're feeling some pain. But yes, I mean, if you think about it, it's no different than, you know, people that you know to go to Las Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. They go and they play blackjack. And then all of a sudden, you know, they win once and then they lose eight times. Mm -hmm. But they remember the wins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of that with the stock market, they forget the pains of the 2000 and the 2008 and 2009 and the 2022. And in fairness, obviously, the stock market has done great over the last 30 years. It's been a great run. It really has. So you can understand why... The baby boomers have a great argument to say, why wouldn't I just keep riding this roller coaster? And the answer is simple. It's time. And if you hit a downturn at the wrong time in retirement, it could cost you a lot of things in retirement that you no longer can do or afford. And that's what we try to tell people. It's all about timing. And it's about thinking through when is the you know next uh-oh, you know, when's the next loss? And if you don't get off the roller coaster at that time, you know, that that could be a big hit. And I think Baby boomers, because they started, they started the show, right? They were, they were here in the eighties. They were some of the first folks dunking money into the 401ks, right? They were filling them up. So they saw the whole ride firsthand and, you know, they're used to those blue chip stocks too, right? They've, they've, they've rode big things, things like GE and Procter and Gamble. And, 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 you know, they've lived that stock market that's investing to them. And I, I can only equate it to, it's like Netflix. Let me be clear. You know, when my mom and dad came over, they're like, I'm not watching Netflix. I'm not, I don't do any of those apps. I'm not going to do those apps on my TV. And my mom and dad aren't, you know, I, I have young parents. So my parents are like, you know, my mom's just turned 70. Oh, she's going to kill me for saying that. Sorry, She's mom. very cool, by the way. Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sandy. But when we first started off, I put Netflix on their TV. What ends up happening over time, next thing I know, I hear little bits and pieces about how mom and dad are now, you know, even though it's about 10 years past the Netflix boom, mm-hmm. they're now in Netflix. They're watching shows. They're talking about, you know, docuseries. They're, they're into it. And that's because it's new. And what the problem was is fixed index annuities and some of the other investment options are new. And we know that baby boomers are slow to move. Remember, Facebook was ridiculously stupid. Now, 
Facebook's dominated by baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, why would you mm-hmm. be on here looking at pictures of stuff? That's ridiculous. Now, every mom, you can't even go to dinner. You got to tell your parents to put their phones down because they're, they're, they're <laughs> on Facebook. pictures right? of their food. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad's asking about, did you know such and such is moving? I'm like, no. How do you know, dad? And he's like, oh, Facebook. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not on any social media. So these are the things that I think just take a minute. And I think because the stock market was the only thing on the menu for 20 plus years, now that there's things like fixed index annuities and, and fixed annuities and, and all these new insurance products that are coming out there that are, are a great alternative to grow, not to mention index funds and ETFs that are also very, very new. They're very different than the blue chip, you know, big corporate stocks, and they're different than the mutual funds that they've been sold over the course of their lifetime. And those things take a minute to settle in. And I do think over time, they'll just run out of patience where they'll say, you know what, I'm overpaying for these mutual funds. I'm tired of this roller coaster ride. And now there are better options for my risk tolerance. And I can still get some upside. And, you know, that's why a lot of times I call the fixed index annuity a lot of times the perfect weapon for retirees. It's a chapter of our book and fire your financial advisor where I said, you know what, you can get some caps. You know, like right now you're seeing, you know, fixed rates around four or five percent. If you want, you can just pick the fixed or you can ride the caps, which is, hey, if the stock market goes up 13 percent, you get the 13 percent. But no matter what, in all of these annuities, your principal is 100 percent protected. And I think that's something that most people don't realize. When we were driving back from Park City, I, you know, one of my best friends is a 60-year-old gentleman, and we were driving. He's like, gosh, Greg, he's like, what do you think about annuities? I, I think I hate them. And I said, because I, I told him about my new book um, yeah. that I was writing, and it was say, don't say the A word. Ta-da, that's the, new, that's the new title of the book I'm writing called right. Don't Say the A Word. It's going to be about annuities. And he's like, he thought that I was writing the book about how bad annuities were. And the book is actually about how the annuities have been a very maligned word, you know, lied about. You know, people have mischaracterized. And I said, well, I was like, do you know what annuity is? And he was like, not really. <laughs> but he hates them. Yeah, but he hates them. And th- when we dug in and he's like, why doesn't everybody want those? And I go, that's kind of my point. Mm-hmm. That's that, that, that's kind of my point that when you can take all the risk out and limit some of the return, most people are going to be like, that sounds way better. That sounds like a much easier life. Going back to one of those original stories we talked about, which said, hey, you know what? Money should be a tool in your retirement. It shouldn't be your retirement. The entire thing that consumes everything that you do and everything you think about. And when we talk about annuities now, and they've changed so much that they're no longer these income streams anymore. They're just basically a fancier version of a conservative accumulation tool. They're like a tax deferred CD in a lot of ways. And I think that's how people need to start thinking about them is this is the alternative to bonds. This is the alternative to CDs. They have better tax treatment. They're tax deferred. People don't even know what that means or understands how that works. It's huge savings. And, and, and they have a lot of cool things that happen, but you, they can't even get into the spotlight at all because of all of the jargon that the trillion dollar mutual fund industry keeps lying about them. And, you know, Susie Orman's lying about them or, or miscategorizing them of what they are and what they're not. And I think, unfortunately, you know, the real dirty, dark secret is if someone buys an annuity, guess who doesn't get 1% on that money? The financial advisor. The financial advisor. That's the real reason annuities are hated is because financial advisors take a pay cut. End of story. And you can find out more about that. As Greg has mentioned his book a few times today, fireyourfinancialadvisor.com. Click on the uh, the box there and you can put the word radio in there and get it at 50% off. Well, you've kind of uh, foreshadowed the next uh, topic that I have here. And as we continue to talk about boomers here, I found an interesting article and you've You've no doubt heard about pickleball. Uh, there are now 22.3 million people playing pickleball, and it's it's uh, gone up about 150% in the last three years. As people retire, they're all playing pickleball. Well, guess what else is going up? $377 million in medical costs associated <laughs> with pickleball. We're all blowing out our knees and our ankles and everything else. And we're, we're going to the doctor because of pickleball. And you know, Greg, you just talked about how there is only a certain amount of places to go with your money. So we look at insurance companies to pay for our health care. But I don't know that we look to you and walk in the door and say, what can the insurance company do for me in my retirement? But there's only a few places to put your money. The bank, the stock market, real estate, and the insurance companies. And what you've just been talking about is exactly what we want to get to. It's true. I mean, they've just gotten smarter. I mean, they learned their lesson. I mean, they had a rough, I think I think they were trying to figure it out in early 2000, I think is when roughly the first index annuity came out. And they just got better at it. And when the stock market roared, it kind of 
swelled it, right? Like when the stock market's doing 10 or 12%, it's hard for anybody to want to get off that train, right? And that's what happened for the last 10 years, right? We know we had a, we had a great run um, before 2022. So it kind of, you know, overshadowed some of the great work that insurance companies were doing. And at the end of the day, you know, they're more secure, they're more, they're more collateralized than banks. There's a lot of pros that go into the rating system of insurance companies. But at the end of the day, you know, we use everything, you know, we're going to use market stuff for the people that want a little bit more risk. We're going to use annuities, obviously, as part of almost all of our plans as the conservative kind of what money you don't want to go backwards that we know we still want some returns for just because the interest rates are so great. And people don't realize this with annuities, but they're tax deferred, which meaning all the gain never gets taxed until you take it out. So you get interest on your interest. You're getting to let money grow on money that you haven't paid yet. And that's one of the big, you know, ahas that most people don't realize when they say, well, should I get a CD? Or should I get an annuity? And I said, well, you know, the, if they're similar rates, the annuity is always going to win and win by a long shot over a period of time because of its tax to status, its tax deferred. Whereas, you know, with a CD every year, you get a 1099. So you're taking money out and obviously paying tax on your gains. So these are the things that we continue to circle about. But, you know, when it comes to obviously making the right choice, you know, it shouldn't be product driven. It shouldn't be investment driven. It should be your life driven, you know, like what do you want? Like, you know, what do you need? And our income tent starts that conversation where most people are trying to build some kind of, gosh, complicated budget income strategy for the next 30 years of your life, which is kind of laughable, right? Like you don't know where you're going to eat breakfast tomorrow, but we're going to speculate on your expenses for the next 30 years, which by the way, in a retirement, you haven't lived a minute of. So when we start building our income temp, the only way we would ever build it that makes sense, and this is at the end of every roadmap, is we look at what you spent last year. That seems logical, right, Randy? I mean, mm -hmm. you spend X dollars, you gain Y dollars, and then we forecast it out at a 5% gain for the next 25 years, factoring in some inflationary cushion. Uh, we factor in some one-time costs. We factor in some long-term care costs. We factor in some travel. And over the course of that, by doing that, we have a ballpark to show you, okay, look, in 25 years, here's how much money you have left. And that's all we do because that's the easiest way. That's what people want to know. In 20 or 25 years, how much money is going to be left if I keep spending like this? And it's almost, you know, hilarious that all the times that we do this, they always have these bigger chunks than they thought. We're like, you need to spend more money. And this is our best tool to get our clients to spend more of their retirement because you shouldn't be living off your interest. You should be spending your principal. You should be enjoying retirement. You should be doing all the things that you worked your whole life for instead of just paying your financial advisor 1% and letting them scare you into not touching your money, which is what most financial advisors do, which is, ah, you know, I don't know. Things look pretty scary out there. Cost of inflation, you know, bacon's up. And you're like, dude, I've got a million bucks. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to go to Applebee's on Thursdays. These are the kind of things where I want to punch holes in the wall because it's such a self-serving fear-mongering to scare people into not making decisions when in reality they know that client's never going to run out of money and they should encourage them to spend more money. But if that client bought that RV that's $200,000, that financial advisor charging 1% is going to take a $2,000 pay cut that year. And that's the real sad truth of this is that system is built on you not spending your money as opposed to gold reserve system that's built on you spending and enjoying your money because we have a flat feed. It doesn't change no matter how much money you have. It's, it's easy. Well, if you want to experience that, give us a call or go to our website, which is getyourroadmap.com. And there you'll see the roadmap for retirement. Greg, we had about a minute left here. Just kind of zip through the four major points of the roadmap. We have the four boulders, market fees, taxes, long-term care. For market, you have the market flashlight that shows you how much risk you're taking and what that means in dollars if we do have another 2008 and nine, We have the tax map that shows you exactly our team of CPAs build it, and they show you essentially uh, how much money you should take out each year and how much that would save you as opposed to waiting till 73 and using Uncle Sam's plan and running into the widows and kiddos penalty. The fee filter, we didn't talk about that much today, but that shows you how much you're paying your advisor and what you're paying for the investments they sold you, both of them on an annual basis and then over the course of retirement. So you can see what that number really is for what you're getting. And then the long-term care compass. Long-term care compass means you're sitting down with our attorneys and building a legal plan that we pay for that addresses the biggest risk in retirement, which is going in the nursing home, that $10,000 a month risk uh, using asset protection trusts. So we're using legal tools, not just financial tools to protect your life savings. And we wrap it all up, Randy, with our obviously income tent. Um, that income tent shows you what we just talked about. How much money will you have based on your last year's spending and last year's gains over the next 25 years if we assume a moderate 5% gain every year? 
And to me, that is the magic secret sauce. When we put all those things together, now you have a retirement plan, which is much different than what most financial advisors sell, which are just investment plans. Just simple, understandable approach to getting into retirement. And why not have that kind of look at where you are right now? We'll do that for you at no charge. So here's your step. GetYourRoadmap.com. Just start right there. GetYourRoadmap.com. Put in a little information. Our team reaches out to you. We'll have that conversation and go through all of those points that Greg just went through. You can also give us a call and reach out to us. 855-546-2074. 855-546-2074. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time here on Expedition Retirement. Thanks for listening to Expedition Retirement with Greg Ayler. To learn more about getting the help you need to and through retirement, go to GetYourRoadmap.com. Investment advisory services offered only through investment advisory representatives at Golden Reserve RAA LLC, a registered investment advisor. Gregory Ayler does not provide investment advisory services nor insurance and annuity products. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed are not designed nor intended to be applicable to any person's individual circumstances. It should not be considered as investment advice, nor does it constitute a recommendation that anyone engage in or refrain from a particular course of action. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Golden Reserve is licensed in your state, please contact their office. Golden Reserve RAA LLC, Golden Reserve LLC, Golden Reserve Tax LLC, and Ehlers Stallings LLC are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Legal services offered by Ehlers Stallings LLC, tax services offered through Golden Reserve Tax LLC. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through licensed professionals at Golden Reserve LLC, NPN number 1655411 